0: Welcome to the Natural Life Academy, two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier
1: planet. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Natural Life Academy. I am back after a week off. I'm here with Claire. Hello. And today we are going to continue on almost like a part two of a conversation that we had Um, A couple of weeks ago where we talked about our food philosophy and this week we are going to talk about how we feed our kids according to our food philosophy and that's going to include things like how we navigate social situations, picky eating, difficult dinner times, um, things like that. I feel like I need to mention early on, you are probably going to hear a baby during this because we spent half an hour trying to navigate tech issues And just when we got it going, the baby woke up and wouldn't go back
0: to sleep. So not our fault, because things update every five minutes, and you have to relearn stuff. Literally twenty-four hours in business, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) So he has a box of toys,
1: but they're not going to be super quiet. So I apologize in advance um, if you hear lots of baby noise in the background. Okay, Um, let's get started so last time we spoke about how basically our food philosophy is whole foods you know most foods in their whole form as close to their whole form as possible um and that's kind of what we stick to so this is actually very fresh in my mind because we had a fourth birthday party yesterday and it was
0: (laughs) oh birthday parties
1: definitely it wasn't like, it wasn't a really bad option. They weren't, it wasn't super bad, but you know, you have your general birthday party stuff. So we had a lot of negotiating the food stuff yesterday. So maybe we'll come back to birthday parties and we start with how we feed our kids at home. According to yep. our food philosophy. Do you maybe want to talk about, cause I know that you have one at school and I don't have any at school yet. So there are a few days a week where I give over food responsibility for two of like my oldest two to childcare, whereas you do lunchboxes. Yes. So maybe. Yes.
0: Well, I don't I have to do for kindy and oh my God, I am just dreading when I have to pack all the lunch boxes because our kindy is amazing. They have a chef, she, she and he, there are two cook everything from scratch and it's all amazing. So I know on kindy days that even if the little guy doesn't eat his dinner, he's actually had a decent day of eating. Like Can they I tell amazing you, meals.
1: we have um, on the regular, on a day, at least one day a week when both the kids are at childcare, it's an eggs on toast dinner because I know that they had such a good yeah. lunch. and snack How good and is it? Because our kindy the same. Um, and so I know they've had awesome food during the day, so I don't feel bad for just eggs on toast for dinner.
0: No, no. Yeah, I'm no, I'm the same. Um, so I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, school, yeah. So oh, school is a massive challenge. So basically I have one very fussy child who is getting fussier by the minute. Um, it's totally calmer for me. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but I grew up like having about 10 foods that I would eat. So, um, part of what I do is hiding food, hiding goodness in foods. So things like, and you will find a lot of these recipes on my website. Kylie shares a lot of similar recipes in her Instagram, um, which are all saved to bed lights as well. Yes. You have, Kylie is very good at saving highlights. I'm terrible at it. Um, veggie packed tomato sauce that we will load up with, a million veggies, and then use that in things like pasta sauce on pizza, anywhere where you would use a red sauce, or in casseroles and curries and all sorts of things like that. Um, pesto, green veg pesto, which literally has every green veg under the sun and tastes like pesto, and both my kids eat it. I might. Um, can
1: we actually like go into a little bit of detail about how we do things like that? Because I get a lot of, yeah, good of idea for things like this on Instagram. Um, when I share you know, like just an end picture of that particular, like a pesto. I get a lot of requests from people asking how we do it. So I double up with my green veg in a pesto. So what I usually do is I will make the base. So where you would normally have basil and stuff, I will have basil, but I will throw in like kale or baby spinach or something as well with the basil and all the other pesto ingredients. So, you know, your parmesan cheese, if you don't want parmesan cheese, you can have nutritional yeast. Um, lemon juice, olive oil, garlic, um, some type of nut. It doesn't have to be pine nuts. It can be whatever nut you have in your pantry. Um, We often use walnuts. So I chuck them all in the blender and then I steam other green veggies. So usually broccoli and zucchini. I steam those, I let them completely cool down and then I blend them through the sauce as well. So if you're using it for a pasta, it actually makes it quite saucy. Like it then distributes really easily over pasta and it's a thick pesto and obviously makes it go further. So I hide a lot of veg in my pesto. Do you
0: do yours any differently, Claire? No, I, just, I do it the same as you. Actually, I think I think you started me on the steamed veg. I didn't used to always use steamed veg. The other thing that I do, and I think you do as well, is if you do use doTERRA essential oils, I use basil oil sometimes for mm. a lot of the time instead of fresh basil. So I will just stick the toothpick in the top of the bottle because, as we mentioned, if you listen to the episode, they are super strong. And then swirl that around. Yeah. Give it a taste. And if it tastes basil enough, then that's it. Otherwise, I'll add a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Because if you've ever grown herbs before, especially basil, you will know that if you are not using pesticides on them, they are one of the most favourite things for bugs to eat and basil can be tight, quite temperamental when you're growing it. So, you know, it, in the heat and things, it can die really quickly. So because it is quite a heavily sprayed herb, we do try and use organic. And that means that it's only available certain times of the year. So our substitute when it's not available is basil oil. Um, yep. I actually made a batch of pesto with lemon oil the other day, because I didn't have any fresh lemons, but I did have fresh basil. Oh.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah i use them all interchangeably but that will be one of my big things that i use and then um what else do i put that in things like pasta bake anytime i want a basil flavor in things if it's a sauce or something like that i'll add so i freeze it in my ice cube trays some of it some of it in jars so i'll add a bit of that into whatever i'm making just to add some veggies. Yeah, I'll add um, there, scrambled eggs and things. Um, I will yes, that's layer the other one on toast gone or off scrambled
1: eggs, but rice cakes or something underneath avocado. Yeah. It's really, really yummy. Under avocado, um, get some veggies into the kids. So yeah, lots of like there's if there's a few things that Claire and I always have in our freezer for our kids, because like we said, one of our values is bulking up the nutrient density of the food. So I, from the time that my kids have been little, um, you know, they don't need pureed veggies anymore because they're grown children that can chew. But I always (laughs) still steam a heap of veggies all the time and freeze it into cubes and have it in my freezer so that I can have lazy nights and I can still add a cube of veggies in and know that they're getting some nutrient density in their diet.
0: So that's it, what we should have started with yeah well, I'll share my my biggest hack is um organic baked beans. My kids won't eat homemade baked beans. I get a tin of organic baked beans and I add a cube of veggie packed pasta sauce and a cube of bone broth and they have no idea yeah and that's the thing
1: like veggie packed pasta sauce veggie packed pesto and just steamed and pureed veggies are three things that I will always have in my freezer because they're so versatile and you can add them to so many things like homemade pizzas. We will do homemade pizzas and I will double up and I will do veggie pack sauce. And underneath the veggie pack sauce, I will do a couple of cubes of the pureed veggie defrosted. And the kids have zero idea. And they think Mm. they're getting just, you know, pizza that has zero nutritional value. And I know that I've totally tricked them and I feel really
0: smug about it. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So that – and then I think it's important to say on top of that that I'm always trying to give the boys actual vegetables because I don't want them to not eat vegetables in their whole form. So I'm always serving – I mean, always serve – actually, this is a really big tip for fussy eaters is a safe food. I'm doing um, inverted comma figures, fingers but a food that you know that they will eat. So for my big guy, it's carrots. They have to be cut in sticks and steamed. That's how he will eat carrots. And that's the one vegetable that he will always eat. So I'll always serve that. And then I'll have other vegetables as well. And then I'll have the hidden vegetables. So in a way. Yeah, we
1: have the same thing with carrots. So I think that we should probably also mention, uh, we serve our food for our families it's called family style so what that means That's is we put not it a really on the good table. tip yeah, yeah which i actually read from a child psychologist um and it's worked really well for us because it was when our eldest was going through a super fussy stage and he was rejecting so many foods i think he was probably around two and i started to serve everything family style in the middle of the table and what i always made sure i did was like claire said served a safe food with any new food so there was always at least one thing on the table that i knew that he would eat um i now do the same i almost have like two safe foods so i have one thing that i know they're going to eat but then also a vegetable that i know they're going to eat and my kids are the same with carrots except they have to be raw so i serve yeah. yes. cooked carrot raw here
0: have and raw cooked.
1: carrot every single night um And then, yeah, they get to choose because what I remember hearing is you are in control of what goes on the table, but your children are in control of how much of each goes on the table. And when we started implementing that, it made a massive, massive difference. Now, our eldest, who has obviously been served food for the longest amount of time in that way, is much better at trying new food. His sister is hit and miss still, but after already being through it once I know that hopefully it's you know a stage it comes and goes with her so at the moment she's in a stage where she wants to try lots of new things next week she will probably want to try zero new things
0: but it comes (laughs) in waves that that is another thing to remember the other thing with semi-family style that I really like is maybe it makes them a little bit more inquisitive like I might always put also put something on there that I know there's not really any chance that either of them will eat. Like, I don't know, the other night we made I had fish and chips and I did a kale floor for, for my husband and I, like knowing that they wouldn't eat it. But the younger one's like, what's that, mummy? And saw me serving myself and he like picked off a little bit and he'll try it. But whereas if i just served it on our plates, he probably wouldn't have been too into it.
1: Yeah, we have foods that they're guaranteed to not try overnight. Basically all through summer, salad. They're not going to try it ever. Well, I say they're not going to try it ever. Last summer they did. They both wanted to try a little bit of salad leaves and stuff. It didn't take off. They still don't eat salad. But it goes in the middle of the table. And they do pick things out of it. So they're learning to like the dressing flavour and they're learning to like some of the ingredients. And eventually, hopefully, they'll like the whole thing.
0: And the thing is that it can take up to 10 tries before they they actually like something. So don't give up just because you serve something once and it doesn't get eaten or they won't try it. The other thing that we have in our house is touch it with your tongue. That was the rule that I made with my older son to try and get him to try things. Yeah. We talk a lot about texture to do that, but yeah.
1: With family style as well, because I don't eat very much meat. I will always offer both. I'm not I don't want to force our kids into eating in a certain way. I want them to be able to listen to their body and eat what they like. So we offer both. There's no pressure to eat one or the other. Um and usually one will always choose the non-meat option. The other will always choose the meat option. So yeah, I just I like the variety and then sometimes they'll both choose a little bit of both. So you know at least they're getting exposure to different things when we serve it in that way.
0: There's one one other tip I will give (laughs) because a lot of people say, because we've been eating family meals, I only cook one dinner since our youngest was just three three and a half probably. And a lot of people say, what do you eat all the time? And like you said about giving the meat and the non-meat option, things like if I make a curry, I'll often do it separately. So maybe the meat will be separate. And the curry with all the vegetables will be there so they can scoop out a little bit of sauce and a little bit of meat if they want to kind of like a deconstructed version of things. Mm. So same with stir fry. So we we won't be eating completely boring food because we can mix it all up, but they can have their little bits yeah. of what they want and make yeah.
1: themselves. I think that I stopped, oh, this is probably laziness. I think I stopped making more than one type of meal when our
0: eldest was two. So our youngest was no, well, he would have been two and a half. This episode was sponsored by Low Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enrol, head to com forward slash Low Tox Home.
1: Our youngest would have been like eight months. Um, mm. And I just started serving I now serve the one meal as I'm going to eat it is how they're going to eat it the only thing I don't do is I don't add spice to it so yes spice gets served on the side because my husband will usually add chili or something like that but then I also if they're let's say I'm doing the stir fry and in stir fry I want you know um, I'm trying to think some type of leafy green that's hard to pick out or that I know that they will deliberately say I don't want to eat that the moment they see that thing mixed in with it, I will pull that out so that they don't have a reason to not try the other food and there is the option for them to try that particular vegetable. Um, Yeah, which I think is it's not trying to accommodate to your children. It is still exposing them to a lot of things, but it's also making it a little bit safer for them to try something that they
0: may think that they're not Hmm. going to like. It's not so overwhelming for them having something completely different place in front of them. Like we said before about the safe food, it's just more recognizable and then more likely to try a little bit more that way. Yeah.
1: Um, In terms of snacks and things, I will sneak veggies into everything possible. So I will sneak them into muffins, smoothies, um, like any, basically anything that's baked. I will sneak some type of vegetable into most things that they eat. Have veggies, pancakes, you know, things like that, um, oats. But I also don't want to take the joy out of eating food for them. So they still will have cookies that don't have a whole heap of nutritional value. Um, <laughs> but it's just that conversation around them being a sometimes food versus some of the other ones that we eat that are fine for us to eat, you know, one a day. Um, and now that we have the youngest who is. You know, seven and a half months, and he's more on finger foods, so everything is being simplified. Because again, I'm refusing to make a million different types of food. So if I'm mm. making pancakes in the morning, I am making pancakes that have no honey or sweetener of any kind, other than a banana, that the babe so that the baby can eat it as well. And then the others just either deal with it or they're just putting a little bit of honey on top. So I yeah, I've kind of refused to make multiples of everything for everyone. Um, yeah. I, maybe I should also point out cause maybe some people are in the same situation as me. So even when it comes to things like muffins, because the baby is starting to have more finger food, I will make a muffin mix and before I, I will add the sugar component last. So I usually use coconut sugar. If I'm adding coconut sugar or maple syrup or whatever to a muffin recipe for the big kids, before I do that as the very last step, I will pull out some of the muffin mix and bake it, you know, in the little mini muffin trays and that's the baby's finger food. And then the bigger ones are the big kids. So everyone can visually see which one is which, but then I'm also not having to spend more time in the kitchen. Yep. All right. Yeah. Maybe I let's talk about parties. Sorry, you go first. Yeah.
0: Parties. No, I was just going to say like that, that's something that we're kind of led to believe that there's kids food and adult food or there's yeah. kid- And it's just not true. It's just food. Think and we're we need also, to think of it more, and it complicates it for us as well. But we're also led to believe that children don't eat;
1: they won't eat food like curry, or mm. you know, they won't eat vegetable soup. Because when you go out to places, kid food is fish and chips, nuggets and chips, spaghetti bolognese, pizza.
0: That's of <sighs> kid food. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I like to, I like to expose my kids to as much as I can. But also be aware that they are kids and there's going to be certain things that they are unwilling to try yet. Doesn't mean they won't try it later, but they're not willing to try it at the moment.
0: Yeah. Can
1: you hear my baby screaming? All
0: right. A little bit, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming Um, in joy, people. Screaming in joy, not in pain. Okay, and she has passed him off to her husband. She hasn't just dumped him. Oh, yeah, I'm not
1: (laughs) neglecting him and just leaving him out (laughs) in the kitchen (laughs) to scream his little head off. No, no.
0: (laughs) Okay, parties. Okay, so, yeah, parties. I might start Um, with
1: my first tip for parties, and this is something that I always do. I always feed our kids on the way to a party. Yep. So I will always make something, whether it is um you know a sandwich or a wrap or something but it will always be something substantial and i will always pack it to take in the car my other thing that i always do is i always have something that i have baked or it might even be like a pre-bought snack that is you know approved by me um so for example things like the um what what is it little bellies that you get from yeah Like the little bellies, they have like animal biscuits, gingerbread biscuits, stuff like that. Or Messy Monkey have some pretty decent bars and things. So I will take something else that I know that they like. It might be a muffin that I've made. Um, And I'll take that as like a sweet little treat so that they don't feel like they're missing out. So they will still get to have things at the party. But I always have the conversation with them that, you know, you will end up with a tummy ache if you go too over the top you're welcome to have some party food. That's what it's there for. But let's just be mindful of what you actually want. Don't go crazy and just start eating a lot. Think of what you would actually enjoy the most. And then we also have the conversation about, well, maybe it might be a good idea to try, like if you have a big piece of cake, maybe that's all you should have for your little body today. And then you can have this snack that I bought for you in the car on the way home. If you decide you'd like to have more than just one thing, well, maybe don't have a big piece of cake. Have a smaller piece of cake and then you can choose something else as well that you would like. So I like to talk to them about portion control because I think that's really important. Um, And usually they're pretty good. However, my kids do get reasonably strong reactions in terms of tummy pain and stuff to food like that. So do I call that lucky? Maybe. I'm not hoping that my children are up in pain, but maybe I'm
0: going to say that's lucky A little me. bit. <laughs> yeah, because my kids are the opposite. So we do – I think you must have given me that tip ages ago about stuffing them before you yeah. go to a party, um, which I try to do. Um, but we also have the discussion about how food makes you feel. Um, and they're getting much better at that and they're recognizing it. They talk a lot about sugar. I think maybe my oldest was learning about it at school um, that he says that too much sugar is not good for your body. My, like, that's true. So, but having said that, we still go to birthday parties and they still load themselves with, we're allowed to swear with crap, <laughs> like crap when there is crap available. Um, but they are slowly getting better and they will recognise afterwards that they don't feel so great. Yeah. But unfortunately, my kids don't have the same reaction. They seem to have quite fortified stomachs. <laughs> they are yet to get sick. My big boy, when he was smaller, he was maybe two and a half. He got into the cupcakes at some party that we went to and maybe had two big cupcakes. and he got yeah, he what his tummy wasn't well afterwards but he was too young to explain that to him so yeah it'd kind of be nice if he had that reaction now so it could show you as mean and as that sounds
1: look it's interesting because kids can have the strongest reaction but they've also got short-term memory let's exactly. call it like sugar confusion because
0: it's not going to stop them next time no not going to stop and them. and i think the thing to remember, it, this used to really stress me out. And I remember I asked in a Facebook group once, like, what does everybody do? I don't know how to stop him. And somebody just said, look, it's it's not every day. You can't stop them. Like, uh, You don't want to – I feel like it's a bit – I don't know how I'd explain it. Like it's just a bit too negative to be there on top of them saying, don't eat mm. that, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that. And the um, more you say "don't eat,"
1: the more they want to eat. And then the more exactly. you're probably going to have the kid that hides from you at a birthday party and has taken like a shitload of stuff off the table, and is yeah. hiding under you know a chair somewhere, stuffing yeah. their face because they know they don't want to tell you. So yeah, you know, I don't want that to happen either. I want it's that delicate balance of trying to teach them to listen to their body, and not overdo it, but also letting them enjoy themselves. And it is one yeah. day, and you have to think of you know I try and think of you know, most of the time I try and think of the day on a whole, but if it's a party, it's a party. And I try and think of, well, when I go to a party, do I eat foods I wouldn't normally eat just because I like them and they're bad for me? Of course I do. So why would my kids not want to? Yeah, exactly. It's expecting a lot of willpower from a small human to, you know, expect them to avoid stuff. Like yesterday, my kids had fairy bread and they, I don't even know when the last time they would have had fairy bread is, but I was like, yes, because that's my first choice at a birthday party. If I'm ever at a kid's birthday, I'm going for the fairy oh bread. Oh, God, I love
0: fairy bread. Go for it. Enjoy that. I party, actually made bread. it for my son's last birthday. I got the Hopper's sprinkles because he requested fairy bread. Yeah, it, it passed the test with other kids because that's my other thing. When, when we host birthday parties is I struggle with the balance. Yeah. because a lot of kids who are used to that sort of food don't like the food that I make. Yeah. So finding a delicate balance between that um, can be tricky as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cause my kids are used to it. Like I remember one year my son asked for a digger cake and um, I made, you know, a healthier version with a healthier chocolate ganache and it was only family. And they still, All of them were like, it's a little bit rich. However, the bonus for me was, it was probably a little bit too rich. Like the child who asked for a chocolate digger cake, who didn't eat chocolate cake at the time. He didn't like chocolate (laughs) cake. I obliged because he was adamant he needed a chocolate digger cake, but it was too rich for him. And he didn't want to eat any of his cake. Um, But even, yeah, family and like adults were like, there's a little bit too much dark chocolate going on here. So I did learn my lesson. And did I, you take
0: one for the team though and eat it?
1: Yes, because I really like yeah, dark chocolate. I'm good. the 90%, yeah, you know, <laughs> 95% yeah, guess. Yeah. So I was like, okay, suckers, I will have that cake. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I did learn that it, it's his birthday and there is a certain amount of, you know, whole fooding it up that I will do. Like I will swap out flowers. I will swap yeah. out a refined sugar for a non-refined sugar. But other than that, like I'm keeping the quantity of sugar, generally. Sometimes, sometimes I yep. might. I've got a super ripe banana. I might chuck that in. Chuck that in. So yeah. Same. You know, a quarter of a cup of sugar, um, and no one ever notices those things. But yeah, I'm not going to go all whole food and take the joy of it away.
0: Yeah. The only thing I can't do myself anymore is food coloring. I yeah, have I to use either. the Hoppers colors. Um, okay. Yeah. I. Like a couple of years ago, before I knew much or as much about food colorings, I did just think, oh, it's a birthday party, it's one time. But now, yeah, I just steer clear of them. But there are alternatives. You don't have to buy normal food coloring. Just look for hoppers. They're all natural, they're plant based. Yeah. Great alternative. They, You can use them exactly the same in exactly the same way. You probably just need to add a little bit more. Yeah if you're cooking them into a cake or something. Yeah. So basically in summary parties, the best advice is to fill them up before you go. Yeah.
1: And I try and then make, I really on party days, I really focus on breakfast and dinner. Yeah. So I, I do put a little bit of extra effort into those other meals for the day so that I can get a lot of those other extra nutrients in um, that way. So it, even if it's, you know, making zucchini oats or something in the morning and then making a dinner like I think I made, I don't even know what I made. Oh, I actually only made a really quick fried rice last night, but I knew that my kids would eat fried rice and I knew I could grate up a heap of veggies into that fried rice and that they would eat all of them. Um, So, yeah, it's just trying to do what I can, even if that means hiding veggies, to bulk up the rest of the meals for the day
0: yeah um so i guess it's sort of on the same same line as social situation when you talk about school and lunch boxes and things um it's still a case of doing my best i do struggle a little bit with lunches because my son won't take anything hot um he won't take a thermos or anything and he doesn't really like hot foods cold he will eat pizza so i can put my veggie sauce on that but things like zucchini slice or anything that I would normally hide veggies in they won't have so again it's just a case of doing the best you can sneaking veggies into like Kylie said muffins um, putting fruit purees in yogurt is another tip that I do and just looking for the best nutrition oh no another tip that I've got at the moment is making roll-ups so I just blend up a whole lot of fruit sweet fruit like berries mango and add in I haven't added greens because I think they would be too sus on the color but I added in some carrot and something else and maybe to, you, oh carrot and collagen could you peel zucchini and then blend that through or would that be probably, too watery probably but it might be, yeah it might be a little bit watery because then you do cook it down a little bit then spread it out really thinly and dehydrate it in the oven but both of my kids love that. So that's another way to sneak in <laughs> goodness um, into the lunchbox.
1: I also find that my kids are dippers. So they will eat the veggie sticks mm, if they've got not. something they really like to dip it in. And what I generally mean by that is peanut butter.
0: <laughs> well, that's the only thing they'll both eat. And I, I do send nuts um, baked in baked goods. Yeah, because our school has never actually said that you can't. Mm. But I, well, I couldn't send peanut butter. But for like if we go on an outing or something, I'll do carrot sticks with peanut butter because that is the only thing. Yeah, having said that, the big guy will only eat um, cooked carrot sticks if he has peanut butter. He'll eat raw carrot sticks. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say he eats peanut butter with cooked. I was like, eh uh, how do you dip that? No, no, <laughs>
0: no. If it's if it's with peanut butter, he'll have them raw. Yeah. yeah um what else we got just just two other completely random things that i thought of um we mentioned putting veggies in smoothies but another thing that we both do is making ice blocks Mm. with pureed vegetables so um actually kylie's got two recipes did you put them in your highlights so they're in your instagram i think they're in your instagram feed two delicious ice block recipes uh no i don't have i posted it no i don't think so I think Kelly's going to get on to posting them.
1: Well, <laughs> I was I was thinking that that might be a uh,
0: a membership only Ooh, recipe. Good thinking. Okay, guys, there's, just as a hint, we have a membership coming. Um, but, yeah, any so my my thing that I did for quite a while is whenever the boys wouldn't finish their smoothie before school, I poured it into ice block moulds and I gave it to them for afternoon tea. Mm. And it would be delicious, miraculously. In the morning, it was disgusting. But in the afternoon, it was delicious and they wanted another one. So it's it's getting your snake on, really. Yeah, I do that with yogurt and stuff. Like if the
1: kids have a bowl of yogurt and they don't finish it all, even if it's got oats or, you know, whatever in it, it's usually got some fruit and stuff like that, I will keep that all in a bowl. And then at the end of that day, I'll grab some fruit, usually some zucchini and just blitz it up and chuck it in some molds and then the next morning especially the yep. summer they have it for breakfast perfect it's a win-win for everyone because i have to do nothing there is no mm. breakfast cleanup
0: and i know that they're getting a heap of nutrients and they have no idea yep yeah that's one of my favorite summer breakfasts. actually my kids have them in winter as well let's face it i live in queensland i was gonna say your winter is not my winter yeah yeah <laughs> Um, Um, the
1: other thing I did actually want to ask you is have you had the peer pressure around things in the lunchbox and requests for things that other kids have that maybe you don't feel comfortable giving and how you've negotiated that?
0: Surprisingly, not yet. I did have one day where actually I think I messaged you because I lost my mind because it was when the fussiness was just starting. So um, maybe maybe school does have something to do with this, but muffins, my one way of really getting goodness into him and hiding it, and I make this one muffin that's the green muffins. The kids both love them, and it's literally like an entire bag of spinach in 12 muffins. And some boys made fun of him and said he was eating snot muffins so he wouldn't eat them, which... Made me want to go and have a word with those yeah. young boys. Very um, kind, saying a word with those young boys. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's keep this PC, hey? um. But just it was just talking to him and saying, "Look, darling, everybody eats different things. Um, you really like these muffins, so just say to them, I like my muffins.' I like. <laughs> it's tough. It is um, hard because it feels like it's you know, especially
1: for me obviously wearing two hats from the teacher perspective and then the parent perspective it's really hard because for a kid it feels like that is their world at the time like it feels like the most important thing in their life at that moment and so asking them to show that strength is really hard yeah but also necessary as a life skill
0: yeah exactly And we also have, like, if we go somewhere with people and we're getting, say the kids are getting an ice block and I'm very particular about not letting them have coloured ice blocks, especially our little guy because he really, really reacts to certain colours. Like, it's quite, the next few hours are pretty painful in our house Um, and they don't really have a problem with that anymore. They don't care as much. Like they used to say, how come those kids get that? And I said, Well, every family's different. No in our house we don't um we don't have those because they're not very good for your body and you know it doesn't do great things for you. And that seems they seem to accept that pretty well. But in terms of requests, the lunchbox, I haven't had that so much now yet. And I think that maybe the um the move away from packaging has made a bit of a difference with that. Yeah. Because I actually so don't know if it's a purchased product. Yeah. Or they don't really know what it is. Like kids yeah. still, kids still definitely have packets of stuff in their lunch boxes, but it's not very common. Um, yeah. It's more, what is it called? Nude food. Yeah. So I haven't yet had a big problem with that. There is one thing that roll ups, which are, They're actually just pure fruit and vegetable. They're fantastic, but they are so expensive. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're so expensive. So expensive that I refuse to buy them very often. That's why I make my own. Um, But yeah, we do get requests for those, but no, it's like, I think $7 for a pack of five. And if both my kids have like, that will last two days if they have one. Yeah. So, Um, but yeah, I, I think it's also a case of I've always been like that. Like we go to the shops and the boys ask for a toy or whatever it is, and I say no, and they don't argue. They just mm. seem to know that that's what happens in our house now. So yeah. I'm sure it's different for everybody. Yeah, it's I'm interested just to see, see how, how we go so next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: we we got we start school in February of next year, so I'm interested to see how my little guy goes I mean he's usually pretty good at not caring too much what other people are eating if he likes what he's eating but I actually have no idea if the school I'm I think that they're. they do a lot of sustain sustainability stuff so I'm assuming there'll be nude food going on which
0: might save. yeah me. yeah yeah it's not a, it's not an actual thing in our school I think it's just becoming the thing with most people yeah yeah Ah, so that's it i think that pretty much covers it but again like we say in every episode if you got any questions reach out i put all our socials and stuff underneath the episode so you can click through um Yeah, yeah i can't think of anything to add to that
1: no if you do have an episode request we would love to hear them um you can just yeah use our social channels and send us a message Um, we are always open to ideas
0: yep all right we'll see you next week bye thanks for listening to the natural life academy if you love this episode we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think and if you want more from us Head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes and of course inspiration for your natural life.